0: Got a uh, quite a bit of text about uh, just talking about OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And uh, I've got it in my household and I see it up close and it's I already thought it was pretty bad, but it's even worse than I thought. It, it manifests itself in so many different ways that I would have never even considered um, is, is part of it. Um, we got a bunch of texts from people who are one glad I'm talking about it because they deal with it in their household, too, and how it turns their household upside down and all that sort of stuff.
1: Um, One of the best things we've ever done in my family is start to be honest about uh, mental uh, challenges, emotional challenges, mental illness, if you want to call it that. Sometimes it doesn't quite reach that threshold, but uh, man, it's uh, that stuff was swept under the rug for so long, and it's not good.
0: This is an interesting angle to that, though. Hmm. So I have had more experience with therapists, whatever you want to call them, therapists, counselors, whatever that sort of thing, and psychiatrists and all that sort of stuff than uh, then the average person by far mm-hmm. over the last uh, many years, and I was telling my wife this yesterday, this surprised me, so I grew up in rural Midwest because of time and place, nobody does that sort of thing, mm-hmm. for better or worse, and I mean that for better or worse, um... And it's sort of seen as, at least by, you know, mainstream media, which is mostly coastal elite, that that is a backwards attitude and needs to be done away with and you're a caveman or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was ingrained in me, you know, going coming up through college in the modern world, the, the, the time I did, that you're a caveman if you feel that way. So I'm good and open-minded toward all kinds of therapists, that sort of stuff. Having done years now of dealing with lots of different therapists spending tens of thousands of dollars, Probably twenty different people, at least that I've dealt with over my years. I have a worse opinion of therapists now than I did before I started.
2: Mm.
0: Now some of them are great and near life-saving and so important, but the majority of them are a waste of time and money and might actually make things worse. Mm. Now I think that
2: I think that's I interesting. That.
0: That's interesting. After going through all that, I have a, a less opinion, a lesser opinion of them than I did coming from the so-called caveman you know, it's a waste of time world. Interesting. No, I've experienced now right. lots of different levels with lots of money, and it's often, very often a waste of time and does more harm than good.
1: Yeah, in the same way that often a, uh, a small government fan is a big government fan who's had to deal with the government yeah, and, and the, realizes what it really is.
0: The problem is that the the really good ones are life-saving and in, uh, unbelievably necessary, and how do you find them without going through the bad ones? I don't know the answer to that question. Right, I'm just tough. saying that that anybody who treats somebody who's kind of anti-therapist as a caveman no 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 no. it's not it's not easy one thing or the other there's a lot of bad therapy out there mm. a lot of it mm. where it's marriage counseling kids counseling uh, all kinds of different stuff ton of it yikes and um it's funny woody allen in his autobiography He he's kind of famous for therapy and that's one thing he used to joke about back in the day when in his movies because all his movies he was always seeing a therapist mm-hmm. you know and and the rest of the country would He's laugh He's the, the author
1: of my favorite joke about therapists. After 10 years, my psychiatrist said something to me that brought tears to my eyes. No, I blame Glacier.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's a funny, funny joke. His autobiography is hilarious. It's full of stuff like that. But anyway, he says after a lifetime of therapy and so many different therapies, he says, I don't think it has done a bit of good. Wow. He said the only good it may have done is it feels like I'm uh, attacking the problem. It feels like, you know, I'm trying to do something about this. But he said, I I can't say that it has actually done anything. Wow. And I assume he's going to some like pretty high dollar, well-recommended people. I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to beat up on therapists because like I said, the good ones are fantastic. And we couldn't function without them. Honestly, I don't know where we'd be without the good ones, but there's so many bad ones. Oof!
1: So any any examples of a, a bad types of therapists, or do you just not want to go there? Uh,
0: I would, I would, if my best example wasn't so recent. Okay, <laughs> so uh, uh, right. But uh, uh, oh, and then the OCD thing—the the the worst OCD you can have—and this is what it gets scary: is food restriction. That can happen mm. where a kid just can't can't bring themselves to swallow or eat anything oh and then whoa. within days you're in a hospital and on a feeding tube because they just their their mind won't let them eat I didn't know that was insane and that that can burble up with anybody who's got OCD and that's that's your greatest worry that doesn't happen very often yeah that's you know that's an extreme case outlier but that's where it can go huh. um yeah the good no definitely not anyway yeah. um uh, a bunch of people recommending a number of things that I had not ketamine I'll look into it I'll google it I'll see what's out there
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those uh, recreational drugs that seems to have therapeutic uses that we really need to stop being like 1972 Elvis stopping by to see Nixon wanting to be some sort of special drug patrolman or whatever. we re- really need to get a little more scientific and open-minded about the stuff. It's like um uh, psilocybin, the uh, active ingredient in the mushrooms and the things they do for PTSD, whether it's, uh, you know, folks who've endured trauma on the battlefield or otherwise. we got to get, and like uh, the the marijuana being still a Schedule A drug or whatever, Schedule 1, uh, where you can't. DEFCON 4 drug. Exactly. Double secret probation that you can't do, you know, serious uh, experimentation on university campuses without federal permission. It's just idiotic. Anyway, uh, tangent on a tangent. Um, But worthy of exploring. That was what my uh, the lead guitarist in an old band of mine used to call Joe's authority voice. <laughs> oh God, he's breaking out his authority voice. I'd love to know where Eric is now. I think he's. Uh, I think I Google him a couple of years ago. You ever do that? Google old friends, try to figure out what they're up to. I do it with old bandmates. Hmm. Well, I have very fond memories. Well,
0: you're not a Facebook guy. I'm not a Facebook guy. Most people I know, they know exactly what everybody is doing Oh,
1: uh, up to like what they did yesterday. So, yeah, the one guy I can uh, see the
0: pluses and the minuses,
1: the one guy I'd love to know what he's up to. I I don't see him on Facebook. Although I could be wrong. Told you the story yesterday of a uh, a California police department that had to arrest a guy a couple of times right in a row, and then had to turn them loose right in a row um, because of uh, the new utopian no-cash bail laws in Cal Unicornia and the COVID. Well, we were talking about this, and one of the police departments down the road, essentially, one of their people said, oh, yeah, hold my beer, and sent us a story of something they had to do because of these utopian laws. Uh, So we'll hit you with that a little bit later on in the hour. Uh, let's see, what else do we have uh, brewing here? Oh, man, because of the, you know, the COVID and the China, I'm sorry, and the, all sorts of domestic stuff, police violence, blah, blah, blah. We haven't really talked much about how China is clearly jumping ugly right now. They've now, says Xi Jinping, and there's some ugly stuff happening. Uh, plus,
0: yeah, well, I was thinking maybe we ought to get Mike Lyons on. I guess we're running well, out I'd of love, a week to, I'd love to, to, to see where he thinks we are in there, because there's an article in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend from some military guy saying, you know, I don't think we could win a war against China or Russia right now if we had to fight it, which is scary. And then the fact that China is being so aggressive in so many
1: different ways. Yeah, Ian Bremer just tweeted a picture of the cover of the Economist, um, and it's it's the it, it says how far will China go, and it's a picture of a dragon devouring Hong Kong and um and uh, and and what do you call it, uh, Taiwan.
0: And they moved uh, a whole bunch of troops to the border uh, with India. Uh, thousands right. and thousands of troops.
1: So they're uh, remilitarizing the South China
0: Sea. Here's some analysis I hadn't heard before, but this makes perfectly good sense. One of the things that was keeping kind of the lid on China's aggression for years was we were friends enough, the United States and China, and working together. And China was getting rich, and pissing off the United States would really, you know, put a wrench in that. So they didn't want to push too far. Well, if that's going out the window to where we are enemies, it's been declared. We're not working together. They can't damage relationships because they're over. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know, uh, you know, cheating on your husband when you realize you're already getting a divorce. I guess it's um, it's over. So now they think well, we got nothing to lose. The, the, the relationship's over. So one of the, the one of the few things that was constraining China, try not to piss off the United. Well, they're already pissed off. They think we started the coronavirus. They think the they did. They think we're cheating the world on the economy. They are. Um, everybody in America hates us and thinks we're slaveholders. They are. Uh, but everybody realizes that. Now, fine, we'll just do whatever we want to do. What are you going to do? Hate us? You already hate us.
1: So do we uh, attempt to uh, make the relationship healthier, which you might call appeasement? Right. Or do we continue to challenge and, and go head to head? This stuff is complicated, man. Uh, plus, Jimmy Fallon and blackface. That controversy continues to ra- No, it doesn't. It's not raging at all. Nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody's saying anything. Aren't we supposed to hate him? Isn't his career supposed to be over? Why not? We'll talk about that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong
2: and Getty Show. At first, I was just screaming cuss words at him. I'm like, what the flip, dude? I'm under here. He trapped me under that Jeep for over an hour, and my bedroom and everything is in there is destroyed. Thanks to my bunk beds destroyed. My dresser is destroyed. My room is destroyed. If you're seeing this, this is all your fault.
1: This is a nine-year-old lad lecturing the drunk driver who crashed into his house. He was under the jeep for an hour. Yeah,
0: uh, parents weren't digging that. Oh no, no, nobody was. The police would be pulling my uh, my kid out of there, and then the guy out of the jeep with uh,
1: what's left of him. Right, right. Um, that's not Billy Joel, there, is it? <laughs> Timely. <laughs> Didn't he crash into the same house two or three times? Yeah. 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 I tell you what, he'd be getting punched in the face.
0: <laughs> he was on a corner, and he just, uh, you yeah, know, on the way home from uh, playing at the it? bar.
2: God, that's bizarre.
0: Crashing your car drunk into the same house more than once?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I mean, what's the second conversation <laughs> like? <laughs> Well, and to be, to be that rich and go ahead and jump behind the wheel, I just don't get it. That would be the that great... Of course, dream. a drunk guy is making the decision. Yeah,
0: but that would be the great part of being that
1: rich. Crouching in to, the houses? You just don't have to drive at all. Oh
0: That's yeah, no yeah, longer yeah. a concern. Right. And I right. mean, if you like to drink. This is awesome. I can afford anytime time, anywhere I want to have somebody drive me. This is yeah. awesome. I'll hire a damn stretch
1: limo. I, I don't care.
2: care. I would I don't that. that I hired a helicopter. Right? Oh, heck
0: yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of beloved entertainers, the Jimmy Fallon blackface scandal is not raging through the media. And uh, we find it kind of interesting how quickly that came and went. Uh, What uh, Jimmy Fallon was doing was one of his fabulous imitations. In this case, uh, Chris Rock. Rock, now we're talking. Where is he? Man, oh man, read this book.
2: I've
0: seen who wants to be a millionaire. And guess what? Not a lot of black folks on the show.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Not a lot of black folks on the show. You know why? Because black folks don't like to answer questions. Oh, <laughs> they want to be millionaires. We got to ask that kind of question. Like, in 1981, how many grams of crack did Rick James smoke when he recorded Super Freak? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> a really, really kind of amazing. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. His, his level of talent, the sing, dance, impressions, all that is just absolutely amazing. But so he did black... <laughs> blackface. They call it blackface, which is just so unfair to
1: call it blackface. He was wearing makeup so he looked like Chris Rock, his good friend Chris Rock. Right. Blackface is a specific thing from a specific era and it has its own freight.
0: Well, who lost their job? Oh, um, uh, what's her Not
2: name?
1: The governor of Virginia.
2: Megan <laughs> Kelly lost her job for dressing up... No, she she mentioned or asked oh, questions
0: about it. Right. I right. All she did was bring it up. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Um, so, so this broke on Monday. Somebody came up with a clip of Jimmy Fallon doing the Chris Rock thing back in the day
1: on an obscure show. No one watches. No, it was Saturday night live in 2000. So for the love of heaven thought
0: might this turn into something big and now he's in trouble. No, it just kind of went away. It just, for some reason. And I,
1: Why? Because he's
0: a liberal. I think there's a, I, I, I think there's know. a point scale and a whole bunch of different things that all come together. And one of them is there's coronavirus economy, so we don't have quite as much time for this foolishness. Mm -hmm. Then he's a likable person. Everybody likes Jimmy Fallon. How do you not like Jimmy Fallon?
1: True that. And just a variety of things for whatever reason. That's the way it works. Right. Right. And he's not a conservative. I think that matters to the mainstream media. But I don't even know what his politics are, honestly. I know he loves a, a cocktail now and again. He tries really hard to be apolitical. Cheers, Jimmy. Yeah.
0: Seinfeld says he's the most that Jimmy Fallon's the most normal person he's ever met in show business.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. They man. go out to
1: eat like every week. Anyway, I'm not saying I want him harassed no. by the way no, or hounded just, out of his job, far just, from it. It's just interesting that he
0: interesting that nothing happened. Yeah. It didn't turn into anything. Came and went. Mm. Just like old Ralph
1: Northam. Funny. Funny how that happens sometimes. Anyway, that was a different set of circumstances, I think. Uh what do we have time for this segment? We got all sorts of stuff I want to talk about. Um Maybe we'll 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 go heavy on China tomorrow. It's uh, you were we were chatting off the air about China, and you were saying you would bet a, a large sum of money that we will exchange ordinance with China in in our lifetimes. Uh, I would I'd be more sounds interested like a fancy
2: in, term for something
1: I should know. Shooting at each other. Oh okay. Lobbing uh, crap at each other with the intent to harm. Um, I I would be willing to bet of oh, the next year. Oh really? There will be. An exchange, Uh, there will at the very least be warning shots fired in the South China Sea as they're attempting to exploit our Navy pulling back a little bit because of the COVID thing. But again, we can get into that a little bit more tomorrow.
2: Uh, more tomorrow. But okay. Well, go In ahead. the
0: next year, you think we'll be swapping bullets or bombs or something with China?
1: You know, I'm not, I don't have a high degree of, of certainty for and, that. And I uh, just think it's entirely and possible. And it would be a minor level.
0: It would be one of our ships and one of their ships, and it's kind of disputed, and both both sides can, uh, can uh, argue that they're okay and they back off. But that would be a major deal. Oh, yeah. The two most powerful nations that have ever existed on the planet have started shooting at each other. But it's inevitable. It's just inevitable. In the history of the world, if you follow the history of the world, it's inevitable.
1: You really want to throw some cayenne or maybe more appropriately curry in the stew of geopolitics? Iran's regime is falling apart, which we've talked about. And there's a great article posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Jack turned us on to from Dexter Filkin, who has a much cooler name than I do. I wish my name was Dexter Filkin, but' uh, it's, it's about how that regime is crumbling and, and could well turn into something very, very different soon. but you, uh, imagine this in the dispute and the struggle for power, the Republican guard who who wants full power, they still have uh, they already have a lot of it, but maybe they want a full take over the government completely, they appeal to China for help. And they form a Chinese-Iranian axis and start to get even more belligerent in the Persian Gulf. I mean, that could happen. Sure. Um, and then, that's probably more than a year out. Who knows, though? Um, and then it's absolutely possible that China's great friend, Iran, is lobbing ordinance at our guys. Or, or buzzing our boats again or whatever. So, I don't know. Geopolitics has not stopped just because we're dealing with Chairman Xi's Chinese bat fever. That's my point. Cop shops forced into bizarre, you know, miscarriages of justice by various utopian laws and the COVID, uh, among other things to come. It will shock you. Prepare to be shocked. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're looking for? That's what I look. What you're going to get? Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show the Park that goes into Pennsylvania, quote unquote, in Delaware. You know, I had somebody once say the best part of Delaware is in Pennsylvania. You know, it's not. We have a whole state. But my but my point is we're very just wanna remark that Delaware used to be part of Pennsylvania. That's right, but we declared our independence on December the 7th, by the way. You know, it's not just day Anyway, but look, um, one, one of the...
1: Help if I had my mic on. Senile old fart Joe Biden Confuses D Day and Pearl Harbor, and furthermore gets the date of Delaware's break from Pennsylvania on. I apologize for what that. What does he know?
2: But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Oh, ow! Ow! My head! Ow!
1: The doctor told
0: me not to get chains
1: wrapped around it. What does he know? That's, That's beautiful. Uh, so uh, uh, the yeah.
0: Hill is reporting that a top Democratic
1: pollster has
0: told the Biden campaign that Elizabeth Warren would be his best choice as they run the numbers. She'd be good, man. She is. Uh, she is good.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, she'd being be an attack a... dog, I think she'd oh, yeah. be
0: better at that than she was as a presidential candidate. She, is... she doesn't have to worry about.
2: She's very appealing to a lot of people, but it all depends on what strategy they want to run. Like, uh, do they exactly. want to Yeah,
1: and, and good in theory. Well, she would be an excellent attack dog. There's no doubt. But, I don't know, many times these strategies are hatched with the finest of data and end up failing miserably. Sure, I, I think a moderate, steady, appealing, boring person like Amy Klobuchar, ironically, I think she would be a better it's, choice. To me, it's a simple math.
0: You're going to get all of Hillary's votes. Mm-hmm. All you need is a few more. Don't turn those people off just get the people that are tired of Trump get that tiny
2: percentage and you've won this is something that i've i've been reminding a lot of my liberal friends about constantly when we're talking about politics various times and they'll i say i i, I caution against getting somebody who helps you win blue states more <laughs> as opposed to right. somebody
0: who yeah, helps you yeah, win exactly. swing that's states a little saying. bit
2: that's what i'm saying right.
0: um and you know that's not what i want to have happen, but i just if i was running it that's what i'd do
1: oh yeah i'm just strategizing so we were talking about an incident in uh, beautiful Auburn, California, in the north part of the state uh, yesterday, where they uh, kept arresting this guy and had to keep turning him loose because of uh, uh, California's idiotic, utopian, no-cash bail thing. Um, and listen, maybe there needs to be bail reform, but as usual, the utopians got hold of the rules and and, and are, are dreaming of a, a beautiful world where we all get along, and uh, pretending that you can hug criminals into not being criminals. It's like the jackasses in San Francisco who say he only stole that bike because he's been economically oppressed by the patriarchy. I mean, it's just, these people actually exist, by the way. I run into them now and again. But well, So anyway, the incident in Auburn uh, motivated the good folks, uh, somebody who's aware of what's going on at a police department just down the road from that part of America, uh, in Folsom, California, yes, the site of the famous prison, Johnny Carson, er, Johnny Carson, Johnny Cash, et cetera. Johnny Carson never played Folsom Prison, as far as I could tell.
0: completely different people. Johnny it's Carson, a Johnny weird, Cash, weird, wacky
1: cell block. Ed, um, <laughs> how about the lunchroom? <laughs> how rapey is it? <laughs> the things you see on the exercise yard, crazy. Uh, Anyway, moving along. Uh, Field investigation by the Folsom Police Patrol officers on May the 10th led to hundreds of pieces of stolen mail, identity theft manufacturing equipment, a stolen car, and two suspects, one Desiree Sanchez and and also Richard Waters, both of Martinez, California. Investigation revealed Sanchez purchased the vehicle using victim stolen information. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then a second vehicle. Investigation turned over to Folsom uh, detectives. This woman, by the way, is on probation in Contra, uh, Contra Costa County, California, for identity theft. And Waters, the dude, is on parole for robbery. So the request was made to the probation officer to revoke her probation. That was denied. Waters' parole officer placed a hold on him. Both arrested, booked into county jail where they were almost immediately released for the utopian bail thing in the COVID. Uh, days later, Sanchez, the gal, was contacted in Pittsburgh, California, while driving the same stolen car. Wow! She was arrested for that. Search of the vehicle r- r- revealed she was in possession of more mail belonging to folks. So she's a mail thief as well. <laughs> Due to a recent COVID nineteen case at the Martinez Main Jail in Contra Costa County, Sanchez was issued a citation for the felony and released from the scene. A request was again made to Sanchez' probation officer for a hold on her probation, but he did not return our calls says the Folsom Petey. Can't be bothered, apparently. On May 18th, this is just a couple days later, in a different part of California, El Dorado Hills residents witnessed three subjects driving a black Audi stealing their mail and reported it to the El Dorado County Sheriff's Department. Jack, would you like to guess who was stealing the mail? Why, it was our friends Sanchez and Waters and a third man, Roger Joseph, from Pittsburgh, California. During a search of the vehicle, deputies located six paper shopping bags full of stolen mail, Paperwork located in the Audi revealed that the vehicle was purchased with fraudulent personal information. Another stolen car. All three people were arrested by El Dorado County deputies. Sanchez and Walters both provided fake names to deputies, true identities, uh, etc. On the afternoon of May 18th, that's the same day they were arrested in the wee hours of the morning, all three subjects were released from the El Dorado County Jail. The story it. is not over, by the way. There's more.
0: How much are they laughing when they get left let out again? They just have to be throwing back their heads and laughing as they go to the bar and tell their friends, "You won't believe this."
1: So, a couple of takeaways. In case I don't know, you're busy. You're you're going under an underpass, overpass. Your kids are yelling. Can you imagine how frustrated our police officers are right now as they catch these criminal? Have you ever had your identity stolen? It's no joke, man. It can screw up your life for a long time. Your hobby becomes straightening it out for the next six months. And I'm sure some of y'all are saying, six months? It took me two years. And I sympathize. You think your government is keeping you safe from criminals and predators? It's not letting the cops do their work. It's not letting the prosecutors do your do their work. It's unbelievable. You know, and there are a bunch more stolen vehicles involved, um... And and more crimes, the the list is fairly long. Multiple law enforcement uh, offices, multiple towns, multiple counties can't keep these people in jail. And the moment they get out, they start preying on citizens again. I mean, this this entire chain of events covers like, I think, a total of eight days. And, and most of it takes place over the course of five days.
0: And we all know this is backed up by all kinds of data and just your own personal experience. that There's this, a certain segment of society that commits almost entirely all the crimes. Yes. Most of us don't ever commit any crimes. Right. It's a tiny percentage of people that do all of them. And when you catch those people, you've got to keep them in jail.
1: Yeah. Because they're going to go out yeah. and do it again. Yeah, so listen, uh, thanks to the, the police agencies who've sent this stuff along, because the peeps are not aware that this is happening. And the cops are pissed. I mean, the Folsom PD put this out for a reason. That the parole officers wouldn't return our calls. And all the jails immediately turned these people loose.
0: Yeah, that's something.
1: You know, good for, Hey, guys, gals, thanks for at least trying.
0: I went on a little rant about uh, therapists uh, an hour ago, the, 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 the long and short of it being I've had a lot of experience with that sort of thing over the last several years, and I've come away with a, a less favorable opinion of therapy than I had going into it. Um, the good ones are great and will save lives, but there are a lot of bad ones. We got this text. I'm a seasoned therapist and completely agree with Jack. 50% of therapists are barely competent. 25% are good enough. 15% are excellent and usually full and expensive. Yeah, that's the other thing. The good ones, you know, word gets around. They're good and they're really hard to get into. Like, basically impossible. Wow. And 10% are outright harmful. So, again, those numbers from a seasoned therapist.
1: Yeah, can I hear those again?
0: With all the degrees. I'm not going to give this person's name, but they give their name and all their, they've got a bunch of letters after their name. They've got all the degrees. I and have practically like that. no letters. I'm a seasoned therapist and completely agree with Jack. 50% of therapists are barely competent. So, half are barely competent. Okay. A quarter are good enough so to do you more harm than good, I guess or good I than mean harm. more yeah. good than harm, yeah, be better than agua. fifteen percent are excellent, usually full and expensive, ten percent are outright harmful mm-hmm. so yeah it's tough, you know it's uh it's such a judgment call it's such an such an art as opposed to a science I mean it just. Well, it's almost entirely judgment call.
1: You know, I was just going to say it reminds me so much of the soft sciences, sociology, etc. Crazes come in to uh, fashion, and these people become completely committed to them. And then when it turns out to be just dumb, you know, they they find a new craze to latch onto, or or they're you know they come in with their prejudices and their own life experiences and the rest of it. And yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Um, uh, we had something good we were going to play coming back. I wanted to tease. Bad therapist
1: saw to be arrested and immediately turned loose. That's my <laughs> opinion.) <laughs>
0: Three of our governor's plan to reopen the state. In Los Angeles, the mayor, Eric Garcetti, announced that as of today, all retail businesses are allowed to let customers in provided they take the necessary precautions. And if it goes as they hope it will, they're saying curbside Botox injections could start up again as soon as next week. So... Nice. You know, on that topic of opening back up, um, even in the L.A. area, Lucasfilms has unveiled their new Star Wars VR experience.
1: Oh, that's virtual reality to you and me.
0: Disney is hoping to lure Star Wars fans back to its theme parks when they're completely reopened this summer. Done.
2: I'm going to need to take some time off when that opens
0: up. (laughs) With the assistance of a new virtual reality experience that extends the storylines around the whole Star Wars thing. And the Amanda um,
2: Ballorian. If, if they've got a thing where it's like lightsaber battles and the winner keeps the court and I just get to just yeah. to slice my way through a never-ending train of 10-year-olds, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hell, that does sound appealing. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Uh, Will include multiple styles of gameplay and various difficulty settings designed to appeal to both casual fans and hardcore Star Wars buffs.
1: Yes. I'd like to do that, and the child in me also want, really wants to do the Hogwarts thing. At uh, What is that, Paramount? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal. Loved uh, Yeah, yeah. Too many corporations. I think
0: when they get VR really up Harry and Potter running.
1: World, that's what I call it.
0: <laughs> I think all other entertainment is really going to struggle to compete when virtual reality is really oh. up and running. I, I think you're going to be at the bowling alley and thinking, why am I bowling when I could be on the moon fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> I could be bowling
2: on the moon with right. a Tyrannosaurus Rex. What Underwater. am I doing
1: at the bowling alley? Right. Bowling against sharks. If I lose, they bite me. Yeah, I, I, I love the VR stuff. Just my little experience with it. It's one of those things, like a couple of things I've done in my life, which I might not mention. I thought, I like this too much. Oh, this really? is, I, I might do this too much. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah, I, the way you were giggling when you played that little archery game, no. I still remember it. Ah, funny, <laughs> funny, yeah, I may do that. So on a more sobering note, speaking of opening up, um, I, we ha, can we get clip number 70 on? This is uh, Neil Kashkari, uh, who who we like very much at the Armstrong and Getty Show. And who's he talking to? Is this the CNN guy? Uh, what's his name? Camarota? I don't know. Uh, whoever it is. Anyway, they're talking about how high uh, unemployment numbers might go.
2: You said just a few weeks ago that the worst is yet to come on the job front. How high do you think real unemployment, the U6 U6 number, is actually going to go?
1: Well, right now, I think the headline unemployment numbers are around 14.7%. I think the real or effective unemployment rate is probably around 25% when you actually account for how many people have been laid off. You know, in those surveys, you have to declare that you're actively looking for work to be counted as unemployed. It would not surprise me if the real effective unemployment rate gets around 30% before we hit bottom, and hopefully not worse from there. 30%
0: is a big number.
1: And at the risk of overemphasizing uh, uh, this, uh, because we we bring it up pretty regularly, but it, it's as a, a counterweight to the mainstream media and politicians. If we have 30% unemployment or anything near it, it will that will kill many many thousands of people. The health outcomes of millions will be affected from you know overdose and and, and despair, lack of medical care, uh, uh, cancer screenings undone. I just had one yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um. It just it will have an enormous cost in human lives, not to mention you know people's financial lives, so the idea that it's you know we're gonna use data, we're gonna open up based on science it's just an idiotic dodge and not politics um excuse me, politics is how we decide policy in fact, they have the same root word, so please stop saying that. it's stupid, so this just in. Japan amusement
0: parks have instructed visitors not to scream or cheer on rides. Is that a corona thing? I yeah. Guess that puts you, out... You screaming scream moisture. Ah, a bunch of little droplets come out.
1: Exactly. So you're
0: supposed to just keep your lips together and...
1: Right. There was... There's an amusement uh, park-y thing. Kind of your smaller one that's got a couple of rides and batting cages and, and mini golf and... and the bumper cars and the little racetrack, one of those places not far mm-hmm. from where I live. And they got a brand new attraction they were super proud of called the Screamer. Um it's one of those things that's got like a big arm and you I know you're even of one end to the other and you go around and and all but uh it's it's close enough to residential neighborhoods, all the screaming was driving people insane. Oh really? <laughs> and it was it 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 worked out that they got to keep the screamer, but screaming was not allowed on it. You had to ride along silently, weeping to yourself, apparently, or just wet your pants. Although I'm sure they were not, you know, oh, with that either. God, that reminds me of last... No th- screaming on the screamer! Now, on the Pukatron, there's one thing you can't do, there's no heaving.
0: Last turn, I took Henry to the amusement park. This was going to be our big... And on uh, the tilt
1: world, whirl you're not allowed to tilt nor <laughs> whirl! <laughs>
0: We are going to go to this amusement park and ride this big roller coaster, and it was going to be da, da, da Daddy Henry time, just him and me, without Sam, just fine, because Sam and I went to Vegas, so Henry and I were going to do our own thing, and we went, and we... And we his st- son Sam is really into blackjack. We stood in you, line. You can see
2: him count. I mean, it's, he'll tell you how many queens are left. Just bam, bam, quiet.
0: So we got there, and we stood in line, did the whole thing, drove all the way there. It was really expensive, went in, stood in line, rode the ride. <laughs> got to the bottom. He said, "We are going home." <laughs> and we went home. Oh boy! And it was the most terrifying ride I've ever ridden. I think they've gone too far. The the mechanical abilities of those things have gone too far, and it's now too frightening to enjoy. Maybe some people do, but it's like there was no amusement. It was just pure terror.
1: Right. Well, you have to add VR to that and have people chasing you with guns and monsters and maybe see your own eventual death and the bad things you've done. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> really make it miserable, you know? You know
2: you want a happy ending I'm Jack Armstrong and you get far far,
1: far, 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 Here's her host, Joe Getty. <laughs> that sounds like some sort of Asian bluegrass techno. I liked it. Very strange. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo.
2: Yeah, one of my uh, favorite childhood memories was my mom on a roller coaster. It was a children's roller coaster screaming in terror as
0: little kids laughed at her and I, I think I went and hid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, positive Shawnee, final thought. I didn't go on a roller coaster until I think I was seventeen years old. Mm. Mm. Yeah. How come? It uh, uh. never came up. I think I was raised by my mom, and she wasn't a big roller coaster person, so there just wasn't opportunity for it, and I was always kind of scared of it. And then eventually my high school friends learned that, and they said, we're going to the park tomorrow.
1: (laughs) There you go.
0: Jack, a final thought? I like kind of your idea. So you got virtual reality. You want a really scary ride, and you type in your name, and they do a whole bunch of, like, Facebook work and contacting old friends and employers. And And medical
1: records. (laughs) They just
0: present you with all the worst things in your life that you've ever done (laughs) or had happen to you. How much does this cost? This is a divorce you went through. Ride the, this is a scary ride. Ride the Despero coaster.
1: you <laughs> <laughs> uh, will come out miserable. A, a couple of final thoughts. Oh, I only have time for one. Uh, dang it. Uh, no, that, You know, that'd be a terrible note to end the show on, so I'm not going to. Ruined it. I ruined it. Wow. Oh. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Hey, a lot of doctors are doing the medical screenings now, so if there's something that's been bothering you, like I had this thing that I wanted my dermatologist to say, get it checked out. Don't put it off anymore. It's just a good idea. Oh, there you go. A little positive final thoughts. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to com. All our podcasts are there. Did you hear our chat with Tim Sandefur from the Goldwater Institute? It's fabulous. They're on the podcast.
0: See you tomorrow. God bless America.
1: Stop hiding behind the First Amendment and it's for profit. Armstrong and Getty.